Hey, my friends. Twas the night before Christmas. Wait, that's not, well, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but it is for me. Are you ready to hear a new story from us today? We hope so. If you're thinking, oh, Christmas is here, Christmas is here, I'm so excited. You probably have a lot to celebrate. And we also have a lot to celebrate, but sometimes it's easy to think about how much fun Christmas is and we lose sight of why we celebrate Christmas. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Can you tell me? Correct, that's what the Christ part is of Christmas. So we're gonna remind ourselves a little bit about that. And I found this really great story that tells a story that I had never heard before. And I thought, you know what, let's do this. So today's story is called The Spider Who Saved Christmas, A Legend. And this was written by Raymond Arroyo, and it's illustrated by Randy Gallegos, and it's read today by Mommy and... Choo-choo-choo-choo. I wanted to make sure I got that, that correct. Okay, well, we're going to read you this story, friends, and we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do. And then, uh, do we want to say Merry Christmas? At the end of the story. Okay, all right. Here we go. In the days of Herod, the king of Judea, Mary, her husband Joseph, and the baby Jesus fled Bethlehem by night, bound for the land of Egypt. Weary from their journey, they sought refuge in the caverns of the hill country. Now, there were some kind of big words there. Do you know what refuge means? No. It's a safe safety. You're, you're, if you're looking for um, refuge, you're looking for a place where you can rest and be safe. So they're going into some caves, some caverns. Okay. As they entered a cave, behold, a large spider trembled at the child's cry. The sound vibrated through her golden web, filling Nephia with wonder. She scampered to the corner of the silk where her sack of eggs, her future, hung. They were safe, swaddled in the golden strands that she had spent hours knitting about them. She peered down at the fascinating strangers below. So, Nephila is the name of this spider. And, you know, spiders, they don't have babies like humans do. They have, they have eggs that they lay in a great big sack. And they hide the sack in their spider's web. And do you know what webs are made out of? Silk. Yeah, really thin, thin, sick, sticky silk. The woman, cradling her babe in her mantle, reclined beneath Nephila's silken canopy. The man with kind eyes lifted his lantern, staring into the darkness outside the cave. We can't stay here, Mary, he said in a soft voice. Herod's men are coming. 
for he had been warned in a dream that King Herod sought to destroy the child. Jesus won't be safe until we reach Egypt. Mary nodded gently, kissing the head of her babe. Fear not, Joseph. Okay, so there's a lot happening here. So it says the woman cradling her babe in her mantle. Ooh, oh, that's her baby. It's another way of saying her baby. Her mantle is what she would be wearing to protect herself, like a headscarf. Okay. And she's reclining, which means she's kind of leaning back. You've heard of people who sit in a recliner, right? Those chairs. So she's kind of sitting back beneath Nephila's silken canopy. Oh, that's the web that we're talking about. It's easy to see it in the picture. But for our friends who don't have this book in front of them, this is the spider web that's above her in the cave. So yes, it's true, they have, there's a king who wants to get rid of the baby, and so they're hiding to run away from it, the, the bad guys. Nephila dropped on a line of webbing to get a closer look at the child, who seemed to glow with his own radiance. Joseph's eyes turned hard when he spotted the dangling visitor above Mary. Be still, there are, there are spiders. He spat out. He slashed at Nephila with his staff. As she recoiled, Joseph ran his staff through the web, ripping two of the main lines. The golden-backed spider retreated into the shadows and laid her body protectively over her sack of children. Oh, so what's happened here is the spider has tried to kind of take a closer look at the humans. What's going on down? And when Joseph saw the spider, he smashed his web through, his, he smashed his staff through her web, ripping it in two. Leave it, Joseph, Mary said. They're dangerous. He lifted the lantern, seeking the spider lurking in the dark. As he raised his staff to strike the spider and clear what was left of the webbing, Mary took hold of the rod. All are here for a reason. Let it be. Oh, she's choosing compassion. She's choosing to be kind to the spider. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? Where do spiders live? Yeah, outside typically, right? You don't want to you don't want to share a space with a spider in your bedroom. But if you're in their bedroom, you know, the, that cave is where that spider lives. Now at the hum of the woman's voice, Nephila relaxed, but dared not leave the shadows. She rubbed her two front legs together, wondering how she would ever repair the shredded web. Rest, Joseph. Mary patted the ground beside her. Joseph lay next to the child and drew his cloak over the three of them. And behold, wails of anguish and the final cries of babies floated through the night. Mm. So it seems like something really bad has been happening. And so Joseph and Mary and their baby are hiding because King Herod is, he's not a very good man. He's doing some really bad things. 
so everyone around them is very sad. Nephila stiffened at the sound of the wails on the wind. Poor children, Joseph said. The soldiers are close. Dim the light, Mary whispered. I'm sorry we're in this horrible place, he told her, snuffing out the lantern light. We are so exposed. Oh, now we might I might see the problem. See, they're in a cave, and if the soldiers, if there are soldiers looking for them, all they'd have to do is just pop their heads in the cave and they'd see them. It is where we are meant to be. There is beauty, even here. She looked up at Nephila's web, touching Joseph's hand. And love. Pray for our safety, he said, closing his eyes. Mary lightly moved her lips. Only the faraway shrieks disturbed the cave's silence. Because there's really sad things happening outside of the cave. Well, King Herod had his soldiers looking for babies. He was not doing kind things. Nephila moved to the tattered edge of her silk. Taking advantage of the stillness, she began to spin a new web. How would she ever reattach the ripped drape to the faraway wall? It would take hours, days, perhaps. You think? A shaft of moonlight suddenly cut into the cave. As Nephila turned toward the light, a warm gust carrying the sweet scent of berries blew over her. It swirled about the cabin, and she felt herself rising slightly. The wispy main lines of her web floated up to the ceiling and stretched to the far wall of the cave as if they had never been disturbed. The spider warily walked to the length of the silk to the far cave wall, testing the strength of the new lines. So she's trying again to rebuild her web. Suddenly the child cried below, sending a vibration through the web. Nephila's egg sack leapt and rippled at the sound. The spider stared down at the child, this Jesus. Never had she felt such a sensation. She instantly understood what she had to do. At the center of her web, she plucked the strings, playing a tune only spiders could hear. From deep within the crevice of the cave, Nephila's older children scuttled forward by the dozens. Each heard its mother's call and followed her to the cave opening. What are they going to do? I don't know. Me neither. Nephila hung upside down from the cave's mouth and descended on a thick golden line until she reached the floor. Then she climbed to the corners of the opening and repeatedly fluttered across the center line, waving, leaving a trail of golden thread behind her. So do you see what she's doing here? She's building a new web, a really big one. And is she alone? No. Her Mm-hmm. Her framework completed, she plucked on the center strand, 
At the sound, her children sprang into action, dropping cords of web, leaving their golden silk, weaving their golden silk in a frantic rhythmic dance. Now, when it was daybreak and the spider's work was done, the the cave mouth wore a golden veil of webbing, sealing it completely. Wait, can, can people still breathe? Yeah, I think the air will go through. But look. People can't go through. No, you would see a giant spider web. Would you want to walk through a big old giant spider web? Uh-uh. Nephila's children return to the darkness and their personal webs. But not Nephila. Despite the frost dotting the golden curtain, she rested on the outside at the very center of the web. And it came to pass that Nephila felt the approach of three soldiers climbing the hillside. They carried blood-slicked swords and spoke in loud, crude voices. You two get up there and inspect the cave, one soldier yelled. Why would a baby boy be in a cave? You have your orders. Inspect every dwelling and kill every boy under two, especially the newborns. That was Herod's command. Go! Mm-hmm. A pair of soldiers clambered up to the cave. Oh my goodness, I'm really, really worried. They're going to run into the web and be stuck. That's what I think is going to happen. Is that what you think? Kill the cave. Okay, okay. The yelling and clanging of armor woke Joseph, though Mary and Jesus did not stir. In silence, Joseph fetched his staff and held it high, ready to defend his family. The golden screen blocking the outside world puzzled him. On its thick gauze, he observed the shadows of two huge soldiers. One waving a sword. Joseph tightened his grip on the staff. Outside, the sunlight sparkled on the frosted cobweb to glimmer and sparkle. And Nephila wished to return to the shadowy recesses of the cave. She felt so exposed sitting in the daylight. But the child had clearly told her to spin a web over the entranceway and remain there. (gasps) What? Did you hear the baby say that? No, all I heard was... Let's see. What should we do? One of the soldiers whispered, considering the spider's handiwork. No one's entered this cave or the web would be broken. You're right. The soldier glared at Nephila, whose legs were pulsing. There's no newborns in there, except maybe newborn spiders. That thing looks ready to pounce, the other soldier said, shivering for an instant. I hate spiders. Forget it. Let's go. Everything's clear up here, Commander, one of them yelled, and they retreated, running down the hill. That means that they left. Inside the cave, Joseph lowered his staff and fell against the rocky wall. 
giving thanks for their safety. Nephila watched the soldiers leave, and after a long while, she began to bow on the strings of her web. A light melody awakened Mary. Joseph, where is that music? From where is that music coming? I, I hear nothing, he said. Mary marveled at the gossamer gauze and the shadow of Nephila illuminated by the sun. Isn't it beautiful? So the web that the spider has made, they're calling it a pretty impressive word here, gossamer. That's another way of saying kind of thin and shiny and bright. It's what you would kind of see when you see a spider's web in the sunshine. Soldiers came as you wept, as you slept. The spider saved Jesus and us, Joseph said, staring at the web. Yes, all are here for a reason. Mary looked lovingly at her son and nodded off to sleep. Oh, she must be really tired. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph remained in the cave another day before taking their leave. They pulled back a piece of Nephilim's golden curtain to pass from the cave, and the child's hand grazed the web as they hastened to Egypt. What does hastened mean? I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, well, with haste means it means you're moving quickly and you're moving um, uh, as fast as you can go. Yeah, you're making haste, you're going quickly. Yes, if you run down the hallway, that is having haste. Good. Okay. You did. You see, that's a good word. You can try using it in a sentence today. Okay. And it came to pass that Nephila withdrew to the cave, where she tenderly embraced her egg sac until the last of her spiderlings came forth. Soon after, she repaired the golden curtain at the entryway, and spent her days at its center, basking in the sunlight. She awaited the return of the child with a sweet cry she could never forget. Wow. Even today, golden silk orb weavers, the children of Nephila, can be found on their webs, in the sun, waiting, waiting. And theirs is considered the most precious of all spiders' silk. So, it says at the very end, Nephila's gift to the Christ child was remembered, is remembered, in the sparkling tinsel that drips from the evergreens all over the world at Christmas time. Poles, Ukrainians, and other Eastern Europeans have a tradition of placing spider ornaments on Christmas trees to commemorate the spider that saved Christmas. So, Next time you see some twinkling tinsel or a spider ornament lurking on a tree branch, think of Nephila, who, though small and feared, met divinity and reflected his light as only she could. Like each of us, she was there for a reason. And you are here for a reason. And I am here for a reason. And that, 
my friends, is the end. And shall we say Merry Christmas now? Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for listening to today's story. If you wanted to get a copy of this story, I have got a great tool I wanted to make you aware of. You can pop over to amazon.com slash shop slash storytime with Philip and mommy. And you will see I've created a list for every month of the year. And in each list, I have put links for every story that we have read in that month. So you can easily find a link to the story so you can purchase it for yourself. And of course, this all goes to um, help support our, our podcast so we can get new materials. And of course, don't forget, you can also pick up your copy of the Storytime with Philip and Mommy book, The Sprightly Sprite and the Dragon Dragon. And of course, we always hope that you guys enjoy our stories. And we want to say thank you so much for listening.